When I was younger and still in public school, I was very much a geek and not an athlete. My father didn't like the fact that I wasn't interested in athletics and he tried to push me out the door to participate in different things. And as I got older, some of my friends tried to pull me out the door to participate in some things. But generally speaking, I was very happy to lie on my bed and read. And my reading tastes in those days were very much defined by what I was able to get my hands on and what I was able to find in the library that was suitable for me. I remember going to the old Carnegie-funded library that we had in downtown St. Catharines and going down the stairs or from the back into the boys and girls room where I would browse the non-fiction books more than the fiction books. I do remember looking for, um, looking for C.S. Lewis and taking Swiss Family Robinson off the shelf and, and Alice in Wonderland. But I also remember taking armfuls of non-fiction books home. And of course, never getting to read them because my father especially did not appreciate my hiding in my room and reading. As I was growing up in those years, I acquired a lot of classics illustrated comic books, which were abridged and illustrated um, editions of the classics. And I had a long list of them that I wanted to go to the library and read. And I often ended up, instead of taking them off the shelf, because by this time I was upstairs in the main, on the main floor of the library, I would take autobiographies and biographies, once again focusing on the nonfiction. In those years, I remember reading The Count of Monte Cristo and Alice in Wonderland. And of course, there were books that I had to read for school. We read um, uh, Charles Dickens and Thomas Hardy and so forth. But in my teenage years, I didn't find books that were about kids like me about boys like me it was always something foreign by the time i was old enough to go through the years of teenage angst i was already focusing on the books in the library at the synagogue and taking and reading the books by the jewish american authors who were very popular at the in the early 60s and late 50s Leon Uris and Jerome Robbins and, and not Jerome Robbins um, uh, I can't remember the name but it's not important right now Meyer Levin uh, Levi Strauss and so on but still there weren't many books that I could 
see the world through the eyes of the characters. I remember reading Marjorie Morningstar, which was about a teenage girl who was lost and growing up, and it I couldn't relate to her because it was a girl and not a boy. But not so long ago, I read a book by a woman by the name of Joanne Levy called A Fish Out of Water. And I'm using the cover of that book for the illustration for this podcast. And you can see by the picture what it's about. It's about someone who was very different than his friends and the people he was growing up with. From the very beginning, I was able to relate to the main character because it focused on as he was preparing for his bar mitzvah and the rabbi wanting him to come up with a mitzvah project, which is very common today because there's so many ways teenagers can get involved in the community, something that we didn't have back in the 50s for sure. But in this book, this boy, his grandmother was a knitter and he would visit with his grandparents every Saturday and he would sit with his grandfather who watched all the sports on TV and he was bored silly and then he would go and sit with his grandmother and asked her if she would t teach him how to knit and of course she said no because it wasn't masculine enough. His father wanted him to go to the Jace, the Jewish Community Center, when his mother took his um, siblings for uh, activities, and his father wanted him to, to sign up, and in fact signed him up for water polo. But he hated the water polo idea, and he went instead to a Zumba class for seniors, and he loved that. The book focuses on how he had to finagle things and the angst he went through because his family didn't want him to go down certain paths, and yet he did. He wanted to develop the way into things that he was interested in, not what other people told him to be interested in. And he had to get his family to see the world through his eyes. And fortunately, he was helped by the woman, the teacher who organized a knitting class at school. And she talked to him about how the grandmother telling him he couldn't knit was a very sexist thing because knitting was for girls. They couldn't do other things. So boys couldn't do the knitting because they could do other things. And the teacher said, no, that's the wrong way to go about it. And the Zumba class instructor liked the way he responded so well that with the help of the rabbi who was teaching him his bar mitzvah class, he ended up teaching Zumba at, an, at a Jewish old folks home. And so over the course of the story, he comes to realize that there is no hard and fast rule about what is for boys and what is for girls. 
and he came to realize that the world around him should not classify people according to their sexual identity or their sexual preferences or the, in the things that interested them. And as I read the book, and as I came to the end of the book, I became very emotional because I remember having to turn myself inside out in order to be like what everybody else wanted me to be. I was forever trying to shape myself based on what other people wanted. And in this book, the boy learns how to be the way he wants to be on his own with a little bit of help and encouragement from some other people, but on his own. And to stand up for who he was. He didn't lose friends at the end and so on. I did. I remember those things. And why I am focusing on that book today in this podcast is because that's what literacy begins with. Literacy and the love of reading begins with identifying in some way with the books we're reading, whether they be things we're interested in or characters who we can identify with or situations that we can identify with. There has to be in the books our students pick off the shelf to read things that they can identify with, which means that we have to have books of all different kinds. Now, fortunately, we have access to lists upon lists upon lists and places where you can either buy the books or download the books for free or download the books and pay for them and keep them on an iPad. But the point is that the horizons of our students that we allow to read things that they're interested become even wider but also it helps them develop new interests and new perspectives and new understandings about themselves and about themselves and the world around them. If we want our children to succeed, we have to allow them to develop into the people they were meant to be. Whatever that is, I just finished reading a novel about the same topic, except aimed at adults and aimed at um, diversity of race rather than diversity of interests or uh, pursuits. And in that book, it was all about how the people became who they wanted to be despite what they were they were given growing up the color of their skin or the the sexuality that they were the sex that they were born with it's all about how at the end we each of us need to be who we are and what we are and to be honest about that and to not be afraid to stand up in today's world and say, I like 
knitting. I like hockey. I like ringette. I like basketball. I do not like hockey or I do not like football. And to, for that to be acceptable. We live in a world where there are so many options and at the end of the day we have to like who we are and what we are first. And that doesn't come because of what we read. It comes because of how the rest of the world responds to us. And that's where it, public education comes in. In a public school classroom, there has to be respect for everyone and every interest. And we have to be working to help our students as individuals, not as a group. In educational circles today, we talk about teaching to the whole child. That's what it means to teach to the whole child. When we teach to the whole child, we help that child become whole for the rest of his or her life.